Warning. This episode contains spoilers for all aired episodes of HBO's Game of Thrones, as well as spoilers for all published books in the Song of Ice and Fire series. You are listening to a podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 141 for the week of April 6, 2014. Welcome back, everybody, to the longest-running podcast dedicated to A Song of Ice and Fire and, for the next 10 weeks, A Game of Thrones. Here we are. We're back into it. As always, this is Amin. And this is Kyle. So the show premiered last night, Amin. We're Mm. back. We're back. The guys are talking about it tonight. We need Ashley to fix her computer. That's what we need. Oh, yeah. We need, we need her to come back. Yeah. She can rant and rave. I feel like so much cool hound stuff has happened in our chapter rereads and, and in last night's episode that she is sorely missed. But here we go, guys. Uh, yeah, like I just said, uh, season four of Game of Thrones premiered last night. The first episode entitled Two Swords kicked things off. And here we are. We're back to our episode recap, reviews, lemon cake ratings, all this jazz, our nitpicky fun that we always do. <laughs> Gosh, let's get back into it. What do we do first? The lemon cake ratings, right? Yeah, let's do lemon cake ratings. I guess I'll okay. start us off. I gave it a solid 3.75 out of 5. I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was a good first episode for the season. There was a lot of character interaction for the most part. It was really good. And the quality of the just the filming was good. It kind of felt like I was seeing a movie so it was good i enjoyed it mm. yeah i'd give it a and let me remind our listeners that i'm always a hard ass when it comes to <laughs> lemon cake ratings it's your battle with the lemon cakes yeah oh, and in fact i had some delicious lemon cakes last night if you follow me on twitter you saw mm. they were delicious but um you know i think i would give it a solid three mm. uh which is uh which is good in my book uh, i think i think that's sticking par with what I've done before but um, I thought it was a strong opening to the season I feel like uh, we hadn't really missed anything we kind of just jumped right back into where we were Mm. and um, I feel like they didn't take in a good way didn't take superfluous amount of time in reintroducing us to these characters they just sort of here we are let's get right back into it Mm. and and here are the new characters so uh, yeah, I, I would give it a solid three, three lemon cakes, uh, three, three, three point two five. Uh, yeah, it's somewhere in there. You have to give it room to go up because I mean this is just the start, right? If you just give it a five now, what is that going to mean exactly. later on, right? And I feel like this is going to be a really good yeah. season, and I think it's going to be really unpredictable for just the viewers, uh, the non-readers, because uh, it just things are going to happen at all random points of the season instead of everything happening in episode nine. Uh, we're really going to get it all over the place in this one. I think the potential is there for best season yet. I'm hoping mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. But did you happen to see what the the ratings were for the premiere? Oh, you mean like just the total n- number of viewers? I think it, yeah. there was a it's record high for the show. 
I read a record high as well. Let's see. I'm just clicking on Entertainment Weekly right now, and it is saying HBO's Game of Thrones, the fourth season premiere of the fantasy, delivered the show's biggest audience yet, 6.6 million viewers. That makes Sunday's Thrones HBO's most watched program since the Sopranos series finale in 2007. Two replays of the Thrones episode drove the show's full night tally up to 8.2 million viewers. Uh, By comparison, season three opened to 4.4 million viewers and eventually peaked at 5.5. So this is, wow, that's, that's huge. People jumped into the series in the last like since the last season, which is great. Yeah. I hold true that I think this will be the the peak. I, I I think subsequent seasons may get equal ratings, but I feel like the ratings are not going to get higher than they are this season. Not this particular episode. I think they'll get higher than that, but I think, um, or I don't know if they'll get higher than that, but I think this season will be on average much higher than any other season. Hmm. But uh, just my guess. I think we should do at the end of this episode, I mean, let's let's do predictions on where we think everything's going this season. Sure. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Yeah, so I guess we should dive right into it. And we will start off with the very, the, the cold opening of the show was ice being melted down hmm. into two swords. It was beautifully filmed. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to remember, this is the first time they had something like kind of before the intro, in a while at least, like because it was right before the big intro thing. You know, I, I, gosh, it's been so long, I don't remember... How many cold openings, if the show's ever had cold openings? I feel like it has. Even before that, they had like the super montage. It was like last time on Game of Thrones and threw in like <laughs> 20 things that you need to know, uh, which is good. I mean, it shows how hard it can be to follow if you haven't read the books. Even if you have read the books, shit, yeah. I'm going to make a fool of myself tonight recapping this episode. It's like, have you seen the sword before? By, by the way, there's, there's this sword. <laughs> it, it was funny. One of our uh, one of our listeners was talking about it, how it was nice that they did that because you're like, oh, the sword. But then later on in, in a subsequent scene when Jamie gets the sword, Sword. He's like, oh, what's this? Like, the best knight in the land doesn't even know what's going on with the sword. So, uh, well, they're not dumbing it down. I guess they're like saying you have to pay attention. And I love that. I love that. You shouldn't play down to the lowest common denominator. You should. Mm. You should believe that your audience is intelligent and and yeah. write and act the show as if as if you have an intelligent audience because people are smart. You know exactly. <laughs> So they melt the sword down. We can see that there's going to be one bigger one. There's going to be one smaller one. And the bigger one is Oathkeeper, correct? Uh, yeah, that's the one Jamie gives, gets and he gives away. Yeah, Oathkeeper. And he gives to Brienne eventually. And the other one is Joffrey's sword, which he names Heart Eater? That was, no, this one is uh, Widow's Whale. Yeah, Heart oh, Eater okay. is the one he had before. It's not Valyrian. Yeah. Widow's Whale. He, does he name the sword that? I think so. He's a type to, to name it that. <laughs> but you, who, you know, you know what widow? Uh, the hound said about people who name their swords. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we get that, which is uh, which is a cool, it's a great opening. Yeah. And uh, I saw a lot of people were questioning what exactly was the uh, thing he threw into the fire. Oh, is that like this kind of like a scabbard? I guess. Like yes. A, but it's like a wolf scabbard. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was a, it look, it, I, I am to assume it was an actual dead wolf. Probably. I'm hoping it wasn't lady skin used to like hold his sword or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, at least we'll make use of the <laughs> the body. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, he's 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 gutted a stag. Hmm. He has he flayed uh, some tully fish. And then he's burnt a wolf pelt. So he's just, you know, all this symbolism of all his enemies. He's just killing them all, left and right. So we get that. Somebody said he has to slap on some sunscreen against the Dornish. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So then in the opening, we have the Dreadfort. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was a new addition, right? New addition. And we also have Marine, which I don't 
Have we seen that before? I think they added something from before. Yeah, I remember like they must have, they expanded the map because before. Okay. They, yeah. Well, because when what would they do, Marine? When would that show up before in the title sequence? Because they haven't been there yet. No, they haven't been there, so that makes sense. Mm. A little bit confusing last season, but it's all coming together in the Danny storyline now. So yeah, there was one point where the map with a camera like started flipping around. Yeah, and I was like, and it looked <laughs> like to me they were heading south, and I was like, oh, they're gonna go to Dorne. <laughs> and then they popped up at the castle, and it was Marine. And I was like, oh, I'm very confused. They took a new flight path this time, yeah. It was, it was old... a very drunken raven. So we get those two castles. Winterfell's still burning. And then uh, and then we get into the show, and it opens up again with the sword and Jamie receiving it from his father. I, um, it kind of kind of went the way I thought it was going to go. I mean, I don't think there were any uh, pull, punches pulled or whatnot. J- Tywin very much wants Jamie back. Uh, get back to castle. Uh, get back to the rock. Excuse me. You're gonna, you're gonna be the lord there. I don't expect to see it again. I'm the hand. Go. You're my son. Let's do this. We'll get you out of the the king's guard. There's a legal way we can do this. And Jamie's like, fuck that. Yeah. In his head, is it all about Cersei? Is that what it is, or is, is it starting to really click that he needs to do something with his life? I think you're right, yeah. I think he he's broken so many vows, but he's going to try to stick to this one. Even though Tywin has some pretty good points when you when you look at it. But, Absolutely. Uh, I mean, Tywin's so much... He sacrificed so much to build the family from the laughing stock they were. And he has one of the greatest knights in the realm, his child. Like, a, a man that other men can look up to and believe in and follow. And he's just throwing it away. Yeah, I thought it was, it was, it was a solid scene. The line from the books was good as well, but I thought they transitioned it very well. Into here, like it wasn't much I could say about. It. Like Jamie just had a shitty time this whole episode. Yeah, so he did. So I guess we'll go scene by scene. Whatever comes to mind here. I guess the meeting the Dornishmen is the next one that comes into mind. To the me. Dornish, yes. Yeah. Oberyn Mart. Oh wait, uh, the arrival of the Dornish. Yes, yeah. is the very next scene. So here we are. We got it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Slow clap. <laughs> House Manwoody has been introduced to the Game of Thrones universe. And I was all over Twitter last night, and there were so many people who were like, what's this? Why did they make that up for the show? What's going on? That's a goofy name for a thing. Hmm. And I was tweeting back everybody I could. I was like, nope, never been a greater house in all of existence. Yeah, they didn't have to say the name either. It was nice that they dropped that in there. So you think they um, they know about us, and they, they, they made sure to put it in there for us, I mean? I think that's highly... Uh, I know they know about us, but they didn't put it in there for us. <laughs> that's not what I want to believe. <laughs> I, think I think they're like, oh, well, this this house has a fan base. So if we do this, it'll be good. <laughs> well, they could be doing more to court the Manwoody. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, maybe that was there. I want to believe that was for us. <laughs> to my to my dying day. <laughs> so I, I really like the, the, you know, the clothing and the garb and even like the accent so far. Like it just shows that they're different from the rest of Westeros. Yeah. That's showing up there. Are you getting the like kind of uh, Mediterranean vibe? Or? Yeah. I mean, it, it, the key is that it, it, it's standing out as different. Mm. Do you remember what the other houses were they mentioned? Not off the top of my head, no. No. Me neither. <laughs> All I heard was Manwoody. All right. Yeah. Game on. Let's do this. <laughs> so uh, Tyrion gets the news that Doran Martell is not coming. Who they were expecting, mm. but it is in fact his brother Oberyn Martell, and uh, that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big part of this episode. Yeah, because um, do you think Tyrion looks shocked enough? Yeah, I thought it was good. It did what it needed to be done. Because that's a big. That's you're expecting this this uh, laid. I don't know if laid back's the correct term, but this seemingly laid back um, 
gout-plagued man to show up, and all of a sudden you have one of the most dangerous men in the Seven Kingdoms pop up in, in King's mm-hmm. Landing. That's a that's a change. Yeah, that's a surprise. But um, and then uh, so when but he's not with the Dornish, and so they're gonna go hunting for him. Tyrion knows his reputation that he is quite the I don't want to say ladies' man. He is quite the uh, any anyone's man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they head to the whorehouse. So we get Oberyn Martell. And his lady at the whorehouse selecting a girl. Hmm. I thought this whole introduction to him was fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was it was really good. Uh, they had to do their you know fan service thing, but at least it had a purpose here. It actually hmm. actually showed the characters. And uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was a great. It, it immediately kind of told you who he was. And they didn't uh, shy away from the bisexual part. Yeah, it was just fantastic. The, yeah. Absolutely. And it was just right off the bat. It was sex and it was violence and it was uh, he he just took charge when he walks in on the Lannisters and he just doesn't give a shit I love it he's just so confident just charging in already winning me over love it yeah he's playing a very difficult role I mean he's a fan favorite there's lots of expectations there was the controversy for and, and everything like this this episode was good so far though I'm gonna look forward to see how it is when he it becomes more of a like a a growing respect between him, him and Tyrion, because those scenes are going to be really good. But so far as starting off and having that threatening pose, it's really good. Yeah. Do you think they're going to do the kind of um, camaraderie between Tyrion and the Red? Viper? I'm really hoping it, and I know that Peter Dinklage can handle that, and it looks like this guy can as well. Yeah. So they have a lot of good lines and stories, hopefully, coming out of this. I hope they do. I hope they do. I think uh, Ilaria was great too, Ilaria San. Oh yeah, she was fantastic. They just kept getting Rome flashbacks. It's like, <laughs> oh, I haven't seen Rome. Is that where she's? Oh, she's in there. Yeah, she's big in there. So okay. it's good. And whoever is doing the the swords and the design on the weapons, hmm. Oberyn's dagger is gorgeous. It has this sort of twisted metal handle to it. It kind of stuck out to me. It was one of those things. I was like, wow, that is beautiful. But um, kudos to the blacksmith of Game of Thrones. So then we get Tyrion and Bronn walk in yeah. on Oberyn as he pulls the knife out of the Lannister's wrist and Alaria immediately starts making out with him. <laughs> no care in the world. I lo- yeah. It's so hot and steamy. It's just sex and violence. Yeah, I mean, he had a good interaction with Bronn as well. That was hmm. nicely done. Yeah, Bronn doesn't yeah. care about anything either. So then Tyrion and Oberyn go out for a little talk hmm. and we get the backstory why the Dornish hate the Lannisters so much. Why Oberyn in particular hates Tywin Lannister so much. Now, were you watching with th- this with any uh, TV viewers? Uh, yes, I was watching it with a mix. Yeah, how did they like react to this story? There was no physical, there was no noticeable reaction. Hmm. Uh, it was just kind of happening. Why do you, did you get a to see a reaction out of viewers? No, I wasn't this time, so that's why I was just wondering because, like, I mean, this is useful information to get this backstory. I was just wondering if they'd be like, "Oh, what is this?" Like, or, or if they recognize anything. Or no, I think uh, I think the viewers have learned sort of in this show to kind of just roll with it and figure it out um so i'm sure you could you can rewind every single scene in this in this show and and pull it apart and really dissect it and and learn the history but i know like the first time i was reading you i just kind of had to go with it and sort of figure it out along the way well that's that's what i love about this this initial start because they start off as such enemies but like Tyrion and and the oberon are getting to get along better so which will be unexpected but it'll be nice Hmm. Like now he just seems like this dangerous guy here to kill people named lannister (laughs) you know what i didn't you know what I missed, which I'm, I'm kind of pissed. They didn't. They didn't mention anything about him being um, using poison. Hmm. There was no mention of that. Was kind of his mo. 
I guess the only reason you want to do that is try to throw off people when Joffrey dies, maybe? Kind of, like, plant that seed? Well, I mean, they need to know, because if they're going to do the whole Robert Strong thing... Yeah. Well, they have plenty. I think they have plenty of time to bring up the poison, but that's interesting if they had brought it up somehow now, so the next episode, if that's when he dies, people will be like, oh, it must be this guy who came in and hates all Lannisters. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just kind of... I wish they... It, was, it would be so easy to be like... Uh, I don't know, just some sort of comment. Hmm. Yeah, because they had plenty of, like, Dorn, like, uh, comments this episode showing, like, people making fun of them and vice versa, like, having that tension. They could have thrown in something about poison, I suppose. Because there's no mention of his nickname. They never say Red Viper, right? Hmm. I don't remember that. I hope he gets... I hope he's called that at some... They might just drop it. There'd be no reason to drop it, I think. think Well, just uh, when you give characters too many names, it just, you know, it gets even more confusing. Yeah, but it's it's one of those nicknames that's that's good for fans. Like, they would enjoy (laughs) it. They'll latch on to it. So, after that, we head to Daenerys and her dragons. Her (laughs) big-ass dragons. (laughs) They look awesome in this episode. They looked fantastic. The CG was really good. I always look for that when when CG animals come into play. I'm like, oh, how are they doing it? And and her petting it and whatnot. It was it was solid. It was really well done. And they showed that already the, the danger that they can pose even to their own mother. Whew. Almost took a bite out of her. Yeah, they are hard to control. And it made me think about like because dragons before and they, you hear Jorah saying they can't control them and they can't because they don't have the knowledge. But they used to be able to control them. They used to be able to have good control. It's just they they lack the knowledge now. Yes, but did they? Yeah, they had they had pretty good control in the princess and the queen. Yeah, if you look at it, they had they, they pretty much if you as long as you had the rider, like they knew, they knew how to they could be tamed. They just had to have the right person and follow the right guide. But it's like giving a gun to somebody from like a thousand years ago. They don't know mm. what they're doing, and it's incredibly dangerous. Yeah, in their <laughs> in their hands. Mm. So after that, um, Daenerys is wondering where Dario is, and he's mm. off gambling. And we go and. Dario and Grey Worm are doing some balancing sword game, hmm. and didn't know Grey Worm had any money. Um. Well, they weren't betting on gold, though. They're they were- betting on the you know position or whatever. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Excuse me. You. But the whole scene was put there just to show off Dario, I think, to show the new Dario. They could have done that in any way. I- hmm. But, he's, um, he's not actually that popular, and at least among our listeners. Yeah, they I was just going to say, what do you think of him? I think I'm, I'm different. From, most of our listeners don't like him, but I, I thought I was fine with him. But the thing is, I didn't. I don't like Dario in the books that much, and this guy isn't like him. So it's an improvement. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, as of this episode, yeah. not on board. Hmm. I feel like the old Dario was very. He had a very unique look. Like it or hate it, yeah. he was kind of that. He was had that long sort of Fabio hair. Yeah. He was got that sort of flamboyant vibe to him, which is a very Dario trait. And then uh, here is a uh, very good looking, but eh, he doesn't. He's not a flamboyant looking dude. This is a Dario as Benjen theory here. He almost looks like Benjen's. Oh yeah, he's got that a little bit. Yeah, and he uh, gives her a blue rose too. Yeah, what's up with the blue rose? You know, the Starks, they give those to the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Starks. Yeah, Has Dario ever been to Westeros? <laughs> I, this, so that's some local blue rose. It'd be, it'd be really funny if that was actually an intentional joke. I don't think they've heard of that theory before. I think it's just chance. Mm. But somebody put it on our forums. They, they said, the, quote, The old Dario looked like a douchebag middle-aged Jersey boy, but it was necessary for his character. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. He's supposed to be this really sort of flamboyant. The guy who stands out from the crowd. Yeah. Like, this guy doesn't. But, I mean, I didn't personally didn't. didn't I, I, I like the angle that he was coming from. He's trying to show a little bit of intelligence and wit. So I thought that might be interesting. But he, most people don't seem to like him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And then the, the scene later on with him, he just... There's no... The other actor... 
he just had this cavalier this just i don't care like hmm. i'm gonna have sex with you <laughs> let's do this this guy he seemed like he was kind of like oh uh, with the full flower thing it seemed like this sort of awkward courting like a, maybe not awkward but sort of this typical courting of a girl and that's not dario at all hmm. dario's not typical but we'll hmm. see i mean it was one episode he's getting into it half of it for me was the writing uh, I don't feel like they were Dario-esque lines that were written for him. So uh, we'll see. He's he's going to be stepping up. He's taking Strong Belwas's place when he fights the hero of Marine, I believe. So if that's the case, uh, we're going to be seeing a lot more of him, and he's really going to kind of get a chance to flesh it out, and we'll see how mm. that goes. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And uh, also in this scene, we get Grey Worm and Missandei. <clears throat> hmm. What's up with that? Oh, maybe they're... I mean, Missandei, one of my brothers was with the uh, Unsullied. I don't think it's Grey Worm, but I guess they could. They might be doing that. Yeah, Avenue. that's what I think. Uh, some people think it may be a romantic thing. I think it's more uh, their possible siblings. Mm. Especially because Dario's like, ooh, you like her. And Grey Worm goes, you're a stupid guy. Mm. Yeah. Like, I don't like her. She's my sister. We got a Star Wars thing going yeah. on here. No, Han, she's my sister. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they're going to have Grey Worm die later then. Like, that would have that impact. Like if he was murdered in the streets. Yeah, people have been thinking that he'll be murdered Marine and it'll really hit home base because Missandei, you get that mm. kind of thing, get that family <laughs> love or whatnot. Um, I hope not. I like Grey Worm, but I could definitely see that mm. happening. So after that scene, we head to Sansa turning away lemon cakes. <laughs> How dare she? Very unhappy. So you know she's very seriously out- having problems right now if she's turning down lemon yeah. cakes, right? Because this is supposed to be a meet. <laughs> no more lemon cakes. As this is uh, right at pretty much right after she's gotten news that Rob is yeah of what happened to Rob that they sewed Greywind's head onto his body and she learns that her mother's throat was cut to the bone and the very important for later that they dumped her body in the river. Mm. Which I guarantee we will be seeing in the previously on Game of Thrones on episode ten. Yeah count it there's got to be a lady <laughs> stone hard in this season if yeah, there is i think it'll be it's going to be scene. trouble <laughs> mm. so and sansa have a little husband wife chat shay being all um jealous basically uh, shay like yeah. <laughs> doesn't want to leave yeah but eventually does and sansa's like you know what i don't want your fucking help Tyrion. your family killed my dad i'm not hearing it i'm out going to the godswood nobody talks to me later yeah Sophie Turner's doing a good job. Yeah, great job. Yeah, she's angry. You can see there's oh, oh. And Tyrion's trying. You can see he really feels bad for her, hmm. but he knows there's like nothing that can be done. Then Tyrion leaves, and he heads to his room. And Shay has snuck into his room. Hmm. And this is a scene of much controversy. <laughs> yeah. It seems. So let's talk about this one for a little. Oh, wait, bit. tell me what you've heard first. Yeah, what kind of um, people. People hate Shay. <laughs> People hate Shay, and they're they're building her. She's a lot different from the books. They're building her up as a character that really loves Tyrion. See, I'm a little gray on it all because I feel like a lot of book readers think Shay in the books didn't love Tyrion. Hmm. She was just using him in that. But now in the show, she does love him. I always got a vibe in the books that she did care for him. And I, I think I'm I'm the minority on that one. I think you are in the minority on that one, yeah. I mean, well, maybe she cared for him a little bit, but not to the extent that they're doing in the show. I think that's the huge 
difference. Yeah. I bet the thing is, the book Shay was dumb. Let's admit that she was dumb. Okay, so we under we, we understand when she would maybe do something like this. But apparently, TV Shay is smarter. So why is she acting dumb? Yeah, doing something dangerous, right? This is this is terribly dumb. I mean, why? How can she not comprehend? How dangerous yeah. this situation is. She knows how dangerous the line is. I mean, even before she was warning them about, like, Sansa about Ilan Payne and Cersei was going to have a kid. Like, she knows how dangerous Cersei can be. And, and she's just, like, risking it all here. She's just sneaking into his room and then she yeah. walks out his front door. What? What is going on? And also, okay, about this scene as well, mm. a lot of people don't like it because um, they believe Tyrion did really care for her in the books. And now he's not caring for her in the show. And I couldn't disagree more about that. I feel like the fact that he is holding strong and he's like, no, I'm not going to fuck you here in the room where everybody's going to hear it if you moan too loud. He's like, I'm not going to risk your life. I'm going to put aside my cock thoughts for a second and actually think about you and wanting to keep you alive. I think that is more caring for her than than anything else he could do. They're saying that she doesn't like it because he reje- he didn't do anything right now. That doesn't make any sense. He was just being careful. Like he cares yeah, about her and he's being careful. It, it, it sounds like, and and I've read some columns and stuff. It just seems like people think that Tyrion doesn't like Shay as much as Shay likes Tyrion. Hmm. That's not what they're going for because the, the, no, they, they don't, I want don't to do think that. So at all. I don't think that's. I think that's, he absolutely loves her. Yeah. He's head over heels in love with her. Yeah. And all he can think about is keeping her safe because in the back of his head he doesn't want to see her get raped by the entire army. He's got all these problems here now too with Oberyn showing up and all this. He's he's, he's worried and she just this is see I get how why Bookshay did that but yeah. TV Shay is supposed to be smarter and she's I don't know she's a she's a woman of the world in the yeah. TV show. She's from somewhere else. She's traveled. And when you travel, you got to learn something. You gain knowledge when you travel. Well, it almost was getting to the point where it's like, well, maybe she, even for right now, she's she's a super double agent. and she's. But then the thing is, it shows like Cersei finding out about her. So she's not working for Cersei yet anyways. Mm. But, um, yeah. and we're getting a sort of buildup that Shay is going to betray Tyrion because she's mad at him. Mm. Instead of saving her own skin, which is sort of the, which is what I got from the books, and it's like, well, how mad do you have to get to to be like Giant of Lannister kind of stuff? Because like, I hope they have that quote in there. So mm. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, how we're gonna see go how there. that plays out. I said they gotta have Giant of Lannister. They gotta, <laughs> I don't know if they have, to, but if they used it though, it's a question. I can't remember if they've used the line Giant of Lannister. I feel like they have, or she just said Lion of Lannister. Mm. I don't know. But um, we find out in this scene that uh, in season ten of last season excuse me episode 10 of last season hmm. we've uh Varys comes to shay and he gives her a bag of diamonds and tells her to leave hmm. we find out in this scene that shay thinks that Tyrion sent Varys with the diamonds hmm. so she's in the back of her head she's like Tyrion's trying to get rid of me hmm. so interesting um, so after that we go to jamie receiving his golden hand oh i'm sorry Right after this, we find out there is a spy that yeah. overheard, or this girl that overheard the entire conversation. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So then we go smart. to Jamie getting his hand. Hmm. Big ass pimp slap hand from Quyburn. And Quyburn's one of the most interesting new characters in the books, so it's good to see him getting established here. He's doing it. Yeah. And he's, I mean, they didn't. Re- I can't remember how exactly he got together with Cersei in the TV show, but they've, the thing is, they've showed that he's working for her, so that's that's important. They've established yeah. him. So, Jamie gets the hand, hmm. and <laughs> Cersei is not in a good mood. Hmm. <laughs> 
She is mad at Jamie because he got captured and was gone for too long. And she had it really difficult while he was imprisoned in a dark, dank basement. Or is that what people are going with right now? That they're, they're they don't. I guess I I kind of read about that too. That they're saying that Cersei is just over complaining or something. Or she's just doing her Cersei thing. Mm-hmm. I think she's being. You think she's trying to piss him off or? No, I I think there's just something. I mean, things have changed. Like things have changed between them. Yes. So. Absolutely. The question Cersei's... is, are, are they going to hook up again though or not <laughs> later? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Cersei's over it. She's moved on. Mm. And Jamie has not. Mm. Oof. I feel bad for Jamie in this scene. I feel really yeah. bad for him. Yeah, I mean, he tried so hard to come back, and uh, you know, he murdered his cousin or whatever. Apparently, remember, remember that. So yeah, he and he, it, he went out of character to come back, and <laughs> and then it, it wasn't worth it. Ah, oh, I just—it's like those stories um, you've you've heard when men come back from war and. Mm. Their wives, then they catch their wives with another man when they. It's like Rome. They, that happened in Rome, actually. Yeah, I'm thinking there's a music video where it happens, and it gets me every time. And that's what happened to Jamie. He's, he, guaranteed he was imprisoned, and every day the thought of Cersei was in his head. Hmm. And he gets back, and I can't believe I'm talking this lovingly about an ancestral relationship between. Lambs. Well, the way the way it's shown <laughs> both books and and show it isn't really like even though it is, it doesn't really come out like that way. It's just. Hmm. Yeah. So I mean, she was Cersei. with Lancel right away, even in the show. They showed that, right? Oh, God, I hate her so much. Ugh. Okay. Damn her. And then, so at the end of this scene, we have the girl who just overheard Tyrion and Shay arrive on the scene. Yeah. Oh, Cersei, you told me to start to interrupt if there was everything important to tell. Dun, dun, dun. No, not good. So uh, Cersei's going to know immediately that it's Shay and not uh, any sort of Aliaya <laughs> hmm. or any other character. Well, and she she will eventually. I guess she is she the one that pull, yeah she's the one who pulls Shay in to testify in the books. So I guess this is how she finds out about her. Yeah. Threatens her maybe said I'm going to kill you unless you testify. But but if it's like a forced testimony, it's not the same as a betrayal testimony. So. Well, depends on whose perspective. Yeah. Depends on who who were. Who's it happening to? Well, I mean, in in the books though, she's so she, like she's so like over the top and like whatever. Like Tyrion knows that she's being betrayed whereas if she comes in and it's like looks like she's being threatened with death that's different I think at yeah. least in Tyrion's point of view but mm. we'll see we'll see how that goes we shall see moving on we head up to the north and Ygrette mm. and Tormund Giantsbane <clears throat> and the wildlings and the arrival of dun 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 the Thens what did you think about these guys you know I don't have a clear picture of the Thens in my head from the books mm. so I had no problem with these guys yeah, this is, the this is, this is, I guess, would be, would be the down point of the episode for me. If, if it was one part I didn't like was this part, because I, I like the Thens. They're actually the closest to being civilized in the Wildlings, and they eventually pair up with Karstark, Alice Karstark, and she marries one of them. Like, can you imagine her marrying this? Like, I don't, I don't think they're going with that storyline. Well, I think it'll just be more potent. I mean, it's a, it was a big deal when the Karstark married. I know, uh, but she didn't marry a bunch of cannibals. Well, she married a wildling, which in yeah. which in the common folks' eyes, as far as they know, all wildlings are yeah. probably. Cannibals. I don't know if they're going to go with that route anymore. Maybe they'll just put some other people to, to marry. They, they might not even do it. It might yeah, not be important to this to the show. Like yeah, I think this is a sign right. that there might be no Alice Karstark because John's going to look like a douchebag if he makes her marry one of these guys. Yeah, the Karstarks are probably done and for this show. Um, but I, you know, I didn't mind them. They're kind of combining just it, it's. 
made them scary. They added like a scary bad guy that is going to get his ass kicked later on, so it'll be exciting. I think yeah, that's good. I, but they just didn't have to call them Thens. I don't understand why do they have to call them Thens. They could just be like BGs or whatever. Like you can make up some name for them. Like why would you call them Thens? Well, why not? In my eyes, I mean, it's it's distinguishing different groups of wildlings. I know, but there were uh, apparently there was like the river whatever wildlings that were the ones that were like this, but. Just why call them Thens? They're There's... just taking a wildling pack that people know. And No, they don't. The TV show people don't know it. So no, the no TV reason. show don't, but book readers want... Yeah, but... They don't want some random wildling group to show up. They're like, hey, here's a brand new one we made up for the show. They're like, well, why didn't you use... It? We would have been saying the same exact thing, to, you know, opposite. Like, if they just showed a random group show up, you would no, be it would saying, it would be well, way why better than calling the them Thens. These guys are more even closer to Skagosi than yeah. the Thens. Yeah, they're definitely yeah. combining them with the Skagosi, the cannibal. Yeah. And there's cannibal. some other river people or whatever. But I don't know. But that was, this was the down point for me, but it wasn't enough to, to drag the episode down. I'm just saying this was this is the part where I go, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a couple of nitpicks about this scene as well, but we don't yeah. need to get into it. But I did, I did like the Ygret uh, Tormund interaction. I think the Tormund Giant's daughter theory is building up steam. Uh-huh. That I came up with because they, 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 they have a good interaction, and even like when he says, Is this your woman? and she's like, I'm nobody's woman, but they just like seem like it just seems like <laughs> they could be related. I like the um, I like the actor who's playing Tormund Giants Bane, his facial expressions are great, yeah, he's getting and, better. And the way he said, I fucking hate then, so I was just <laughs> like, Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with him of the ones on the show. <laughs> hmm. So, uh, moving on from that scene, we head to Castle Black, uh, John's back, yeah. and he's talking about Rob. How we always wanted to be Rob and be better than Rob, mm-hmm. and so he's fine. He, so he's learned that Rob is dead. Yeah, this is a lot of the, a lot of the show is the aftermath of Red Wedding still kicking in. Yeah, and he seems to be uh, taking it in stride. Mm. He's not weeping or emoing out, and I think a lot of people think uh, a lot of people's opinions of this episode is John's sort of getting back on track, mm. and uh, and I agree with that. In the later scene when he's on trial. That yeah. sort of mini trial he's on, you, he's got a backbone, and it's yeah. nice to see. Yeah, who else? The old house was awesome, and that was Mister Amon. Like he was great this episode and in general. Badass. Yeah, badass. <laughs> now, now who's who's sitting up there? Run, run me through this because okay. I'm getting a little confused with who's up at Castle Black in the show. You got some random dude all the way on the left. Yeah. Then you've got the guy who kind of talks shit. What's the, this? Jano Slint is? is the commander of the watch that was oh. sent there, so he's there now. That's so is that so is Jano Slit the tall one? He's the guy who gets like John insults. He's like, Oh you must not be good at your job. He's the bald guy. Oh, he's the bald guy. Yeah. Okay, so that's Jano Slint. Yeah. And Alistair Thorne. Alistair's back as well, which is good. And then Maester Aemon. Maester Aemon, and then there might be somebody else on the other side. Some some dude. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. some dude all the way on the left, but he doesn't even say it. And oh and there's a dude all the way on the right. Yeah. It's just like Maester Aemon's help. Yeah. <laughs> um so Alistair Thorne is like 500 feet taller than everybody else. <laughs> he's sitting on the, the big chair. He's got a padded chair. It's weirding me out. Couldn't they have like made it more level? It was just kind of weirding me no, out. The maybe, whole time. maybe he is sitting on something that like him be higher. Like it's just his character. <laughs> uh, so my favorite part of this entire scene is when uh, John's like, and they've got giants too. Yeah. And Janus Slynn is like, giants. <laughs> <laughs> and Mace Raymond and, um, Alistair Thorne just sit there, straight faced. Yeah. I, I really like that. The fact that Alistair, who's, who's an enemy to John, still thinks that maybe possibly John, because he's, he's lived at the wall, he knows he's seen the dead men. It's a possibility. Or the southerner guy just showed up. Yeah, I thought that was a really strong. So, how do you think you would react if you all of a sudden this Jon Snow guy came back and he's been with the Wildlings for, I don't know, a year? How long has he been up there? Well, I, the thing I would have said is, is he didn't have to come back. So, there's something to him, like something to the story. Because if he was a traitor, why did he come back? 
so it doesn't work. But maybe you would have locked him up for a while, which, but I mean, then again, it would have been weird because he'd be locked up for like six episodes. Mm. So they need him to go out there. Oh, wow. So uh, I really enjoyed John in this scene. I, I like to see him with a backbone. Yeah. It was nice. It was a nice change. And he, he told what happened, which is good. And just, but I mean, Amon was awesome. Like, it was just a combination Amon, John, this scene. Yeah. Maester Amon. It's like, he was telling the truth. How do you know? Uh, I, what did he say? I learned in King's Landing. Yeah, I grew Landing. up in King's Landing. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best like, lines. Oh, okay. But good transition, too, right? It transitioned over. For, yeah. Yeah, he's just used to seeing liars, right? So you can. So we get that. Bada bing, bada boom. What's our next scene? Oh, we head over to the Queen of Thorns mm. and Marjorie Tyrell picking out necklaces, which I realize on a rewatch, the whole necklace, excuse me. Oh, my God. Mm. Um, I'm drinking. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> the whole necklace thing is kind of a little uh, foreshadowing to the necklace scene that comes after this. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting, yeah. And, and how they're going to do the poison. Well, we'll see next episode. Too. Yeah. So then Brienne shows up, and the Queen of Thorns is in love with Brienne. <laughs> Wants to, like, take her and put her in her pocket. And uh, is it this whole, like, women power thing? I'm glad they went with this route. She, yeah, she's smart enough to, to not be, like, prejudiced against someone like Brienne. She can see value, I think. She's just intelligent enough to yeah. see that there. And, and this is, like, this whole this whole scene and interaction is an example of things that they had to do that were not in the books. So they have to improvise. And for the most part, they've been doing pretty good so far, yeah. which is a good sign. It seems like the Queen of Thorn wants to hire her for a bodyguard or something. She's <laughs> like, ooh, magnificent. Well, she's glad that she taught Loras a lesson, too. So. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's true. And speaking of Loras and Brienne, mm. um, why isn't Loras coming out of Well, they haven't seen years? them. They probably are going to interact sometime in the future, so, and maybe Marjorie will get involved there, or Jamie will, as he, as, as he did for her, so we'll see. Okay, so we're just putting the whole Loras hating Brienne for murdering his beloved on the back burner. Yeah, well, yeah, he hasn't shown up yet, so we'll have to see what happens when he shows up. <laughs> I feel like he'd be in her face as soon as she got there. I mean, maybe but, he hasn't, uh, doesn't know. I, well, it's, I, I feel like she's been there for a little while. That's I mean, true. They, Quyburn's had enough time to make a golden hand. Hmm. Yeah. So Brienne tells Marjorie all about an evil shadow that killed uh, her almost husband-to-be, and she's like, hmm. oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> what the hell? Well, I don't know. I, I think it's Marjorie knows that the yeah. It's a good question. Do you think that she that she just doesn't care anymore? Cause there's no point going over it, or she believes it. I think I think it was something the writers just kind of had to do because the two were in the same place. At mm. um, I don't know. This may come out again with with Loris. I guess we'll see. Like if, if they do show Loris and and uh, Brienne. Yeah, it just seems like Marjorie really takes it in stride. She could have been something like, you know, I know you loved him and you would never hurt him. So, like, uh, I don't know what exactly happened, but hmm. but we'll see. Yeah, she's moved on. And uh, the scene ends with uh, the best Joffrey statue ever made. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> I think they have one of those in New Zealand that they're tipping over, or they tipped over. Did you hear about that? They had a Joffrey statue in yeah, New Zealand? Yeah, every, t- every time you tweeted to the account, they would, like, rotate it a bit closer to falling over. What? Yeah. It's on our, uh, yeah, just search for Joffrey statue. <laughs> heard about this but uh so it goes to the scene with joffrey mm. and jamie and is that Marin trent yeah that's sir Marin. okay um and they are looking through not the white book but the book of brothers hmm. so a little name change there and we get a few cool references we get yes. arthur dane sort of the morning we get duncan and his yeah, several like- pages 
even was it four pages or something? He has lots of pages, which is great. Yeah, good, good reference to him. <laughs> it was funny. There was a there's a gentleman on our forum who got really nitpicky in this scene, <laughs> and he was like, "So wait a minute, why did Duncan the Tall come after Sir Arthur Dane? Hmm. And why does every Maester, or excuse me, why does every Lord Commander have the same handwriting?" <laughs> He's yeah. getting really nitpicky. It was cracking. Well, I think I think the 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 book of brothers was written by Maester, probably. No, uh, doesn't the I thought the Lord Commander was the one. I mean, it does, but, but I'm saying in this world maybe it got burned or something, and then the Maesters rewrote it. Oh, okay. The book of it's really a punk ass shit in this scene, and just picking on Jamie the whole time. Yeah, again, he's having trouble with the Lannisters, and he's like, oh, this. Well, he knows that it's his son, so. Yeah, and. Um... I wonder what what does it say about Jamie? I don't even know. Good way to 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 show the book, like because he just Jamie flipping through it what could have been boring, right? So they they showed it while also showing off Joffrey being a dick and also setting him up for next episode. So yeah, it's good. I mean, if you want to get into nitpicks, like I mean, he said Sir Preston's still alive, but I don't care about. It. I just found it interesting. I mean, it doesn't matter. We don't we haven't really seen any Kingsguard other than Marin on screen. Mm. So it's just interesting they put that they said Preston's around. Preston. Yeah. After that, we head back to Daenerys and the flower scene. Mm. So most people didn't like the scene? Um, I don't know. I, you know, I didn't really hear most people talk about it. I think people yeah. were just kind of talking about Dario in broad strokes. But uh, Yeah. I think it, it showed, at least it showed Danny getting a bit of interest, which is good. I mean, you're saying that the, the, the chemistry was lacking, but I, at least she showed that yeah. Danny's eyes being caught mm. here. So yeah, This is a scene in which I did not like Dario. It just... Just the way uh, the actor is kind of holding himself, I feel like Dario is very much more. I don't know if... Like maybe they told him to hold himself like that. Like <sighs> I don't know. Dario's just like whatever. Uh, oh. I'm the one who didn't like Dario, so I'm like, this is improvement. Was <laughs> 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 well, this this Danny isn't the same Danny in the book? Like maybe a 13 year old Danny goes toward one type of Dario, mm. and this one goes through another. I don't know. We'll mm. see. All right, so they're marching along, and they see the, uh, the kids. Yes. I loved it. This was something that really uh, stuck out to me in the books and uh, something that I remember very well. And I thought it was cr- so creepy. Done in the yeah. show, just the child. The- Is it a child? It looks a little big to be a child. But the slave yeah. that's that's just nailed up there, pointing towards Marine. Oh, it's so creepy. Very creepy. And I mean, it, Danny's storyline starts like this black and white sort of thing. Oh, Danny's in the good and she's fighting these evil guys. But it, it'll be even more interesting as it gets more gray once she gets to the city and takes over. Yeah. So it's great. Good stuff oh, they're doing here. Loved it. Loved how disgusting that corpse was. Mm. So we head back and Brienne and Jamie are creeping on Sansa. Hmm. <laughs> one, one of the best ep- uh, scenes of the episode, I think. Oh, yeah? Do tell. I enjoyed it. I mean, just like the interaction they have and you know Brienne challenging Jamie and, and then Jamie also bringing up the point that there's not much they can do with her because all of this is like different from the books right but they handle it well having mm-hmm. a scene and just how like you know they have this rep- this, this like rapport between each other and when he's like oh you're, you could be a Lannister yeah. that was pretty funny it's flirty almost it is and yeah. uh, it is but like unbeknownst to either of them yeah they're both oblivious to how there's material for shipping there though like it's, yeah. it's like put there for people if they want to do shipping mm. <clears throat> And then immediately, Game of Thrones becomes a horror movie for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> we get the shat, we get the <clears throat> creature that passes by the camera really quick. And then Sansa takes off and she walks through the woods. And there's sound, she hears <clears throat> something. She walks, she's scared, she looks back, there's nothing there. She continues to walk. There's sound, she walks <laughs> faster, she walks faster, she gets to the godwood, she turns, and there's drunken 
Mr. Knight. <laughs> we get the dude behind her. This whole scene, it was so goofily. Goofily. It's not even a word. It was kind of funny filmed. It was so out of place with the rest of the episode. Just yeah, it didn't, the it it didn't was... need the uh, the scary part, maybe, but um, the actual talk was good. Yeah. yeah. So Danto shows up. Yeah. He's drunk. But I'm glad they didn't make him, like, stupid drunk. He was hmm. kind of like the drunk you could see, the knight he used to be. Yeah. Um, is it the same actor? It looked like it. Like, uh, I mean, it's been so long since we've seen him. But I, even, they, I think they showed a clip of him at the start, didn't they? I think uh, was yes. In there. Yes, they did. I think it's the same actor, but even if it's whoever it is, it was good. Yeah. He did a good thing, and uh, he did a good job. And he gives her the necklace, hmm. which... I believe, and I'm not alone in this, is taking the place of the hairnet. So you think there's a poison in that thing? Yes. Is it was that actually like is is it a complete lie? Like he, it wasn't even his necklace, or they just it was, and then they put it in there. I think they're taking it along the roots of he in the show yeah. is the Queen of Thorns puppet instead mm. of being Littlefinger's puppet. Mm. So because I there's no mention of him. There's no Florian and Junkwill. There's no I'm gonna get you out of here. He is simply there. Yeah. To well, there's no time even. That's the thing. If, if, if it's next episode, then what's going to happen? Like, exactly. I, I, don't th- I think that's the end of Dantos. I don't think mm. Dantos is going to be the hero that comes and takes her away and swoops her up to, mm. to Littlefinger's boat. She just gets kidnapped or something, you think? Or? Uh, well, yeah. Or Littlefinger himself like sneaks her out a back door when nobody's looking. But yeah, I think, I think that was his task. I think the Queen of Thorns, yeah. or Marjorie, gave him that. <clears throat> I wasn't even certain that if they, if they were going to go with the poison route again uh, through this thing. It was, I was thinking, why else would they show it? Like, mm. why else would they show this thing other, other than to? Because it's too late to really build a connection. But I, I still think that maybe like they could do something with Dantos. They could still have the scene where he dies because it seems like this first episode. Oh, it's, it's not this nice guy helping, and then he gets shot out. The next episode. I'm, I mean, maybe there is a maybe there is a scene where he like when shit goes down, he's like. Let's get you out of here. But <laughs> they haven't built any of that up. Like, why I know there's, there's no, no reason for her to really trust him to leave with him yet. It's exactly. just that one connection. Exactly. So I think he's done. I think I think he's Queen of Thorns puppet, not Littlefinger. Although Finger. he was, I mean, even in the books, he was he was half the Queen of Thorns puppet. I mean, the Queen of Thorns was working with Littlefinger on this yeah. particular deal. Mm. But uh, and you, and plus the thing yeah. I just mentioned, like the the scene with the Queen of Thorns opens up with a shot of necklaces. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, it could could be poison in there. Exactly. Good point. They're the wrong color. They're not purple, but you know. Now, did they even mention the color of the the material though? So I guess mm. it might not be relevant. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. We shall see. So then we get to our favorite couple, mm. the Hound and Arya. Loved it. These two need their own show. That's what I said before this show came out. That was one of my favorite things: the Hound and Arya riding around. Oh man! Yeah. So right off the bat. Um, we're definitely going to see the Riverlands through these two, hmm. how the war has affected the Riverlands. I mean, it opens up with them just riding through, uh, riding past this brutal scene where these people have just been murdered. This is dead bodies, just dead townsfolk, just all over the ground. And then they keep on going. They keep on trucking. And uh, I love it. They're just such a funny duo. Yeah. So... Then we uh, we get one of the best lines in the whole damn show, where Arya talks about Lamy, and the Hound goes, "What the hell's a Lamy?" <laughs> Love it. It was fantastic. Yeah, and you could tell that the scene was coming. Like when you saw the the guy come out and he's got needles. Like, okay, it's yep. got to be that scene. Saw it. So it was funny that the two the two swords of the title hmm. 
it seems like it's Oathkeeper and Needle. Hmm. And I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, because it starts and ends with it, right? Yeah, yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. How did you find the... I mean, the yeah, first, first I guess, the chat they're having. I, I, I liked the fight. I didn't really like the chat as much building up to it. It didn't really make a lot of sense to me, mm. but uh, the fight was good. Remind me of the chat? Well, that he's, uh, he's like, inviting them to come back, and they can ride around and pillage on the way to, back to King's Landing, basically. And he's like, no, F the king, and then it's, they're going to Oh, you mean the chat you. with uh, the, the tickler? Oh, I or, think it's Polliver here. Or, or Paul, I'm sorry, yeah. Polliver. So, although they're both there in the books. Yeah. But. but they really did change it because yeah. um, when she killed the tickler in the books, she repeats what he says. But in this one, when she kills Polliver, she um, repeats what happened with Lamy. Hmm. Oh, and that was good. I mean, it showed Arya getting dark here, like doing that stuff. Like it was very dark. And the fight itself was good. I just thought the build up was a little bit weaker, but it doesn't really matter. It was the fight is what, what mattered. Yeah. And uh, so we find out the hound really likes chicken. Yeah. He's, he's obsessed with food all the time. He's always eating those pigs' feet, and then he wants a chicken. And this is the last time they, yeah, they, 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 they killed people, they stole their food as well. It's like he's just, yeah, he is a big guy. He's got to feed himself. He's, yeah. He's a forager. So tell me, I mean, what are they going to do with the hound this season? Well, I guess I was thinking, yeah, so he, this is the fight that he gets injured in the book, so he has to get injured later on. This is, like, uh, the last thing he does. Let's let's yeah. let's forget about the Gravedigger, because yeah. we still don't know for certain. And that would be way off anyways, so... But, well, we're pretty sure that, that he's a Gravedigger, but uh, if, if, once that happens, he's not going to show up for a while, right? Yeah, that's so, the thing. This is the last, like, event he has in the books. Yeah, as the Hound. Because yeah. he comes out of this, and, he's, and Arya just leaves him dying by a tree. The thing is, right now, they seem to be starting to get buddy-buddy already, but, like... So it just doesn't match what Arya's going to do later on to leave him like that. So unless well, they have I mean, some she still of, hates him. Well, she, but she's getting smiley now, and and, and he's like, I'm going to take you to your aunt. And then she's like, okay. like It's like they're almost... <laughs> which I don't necessarily mind that they're getting that connection there, but uh, they're going to have to have some sort of falling out. I don't know. I, I think we have the same level of connection in the books between the two. I don't think it's much different. It was actually really creepy, the way she was smiling, going on the horse at Oh, the end. she was really creepy this yeah, scene. Yeah, super creepy, which is great. She hit, hit it perfectly. Really creepy. And how did the people react to this uh, scene watching? People really like the scene. There's a lot of chicken, hound, chicken memes going around. And, <laughs> uh, but I think I think some people were confused why why they would team up. Like, why was Polliver like, oh, we should hang out and be best buds and go on adventures? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, because yeah, in the books, they're trying to get him back because they know that his brother wants to get him. Like, doesn't want him to leave. Unless, like, this is supposed to be as a way to get them there. But it just, like, it just seems a dumb reason to fight over chicken. Even the guy says he want to die over chickens. It's yeah. like, so is it is it not public knowledge that the blo- the brothers Clegane hate each other? I think it is. It's I mean, it's supposed to be, and these guys would know they're like Clegane's boys. Yeah, they're Clegane's boys. Yeah. It's like, hey, hang yeah. out with us. Let's yeah. work for your brother that you want to kill. Well, he, I mean, it could be that he was that was his goal, but I mean, I just thought it was showed better in the books. It's just like you know, Sir wants to see you again. Yeah, here's an interesting difference from the books because the books are more realistic in terms of fights because the Hound is only fighting two guys there, and it's still a tense fight. Now he is drunk. There, right? He drinks a lot on an empty stomach. Well, he drinks a lot, but it's only yeah. like five minutes later. George was trying to be realistic to make it a close fight, and so in the show, it made like you have to put more people there to to build up the badassness of the Hound. Even though those these two guys are dangerous fighters, like the two on one was a dangerous fight situation, and he was drunk. But like here, they have to put more, which is good because you that's what people want on a TV show. If he just fights two people and it's close, they'll be like, oh, the Hound, he's not a good fighter. Mm. So they put a lot of guys, and he fought them all, and it was good. It was exciting. Mm. How'd you feel about the choreography, the fight yeah, choreography? I thought it was. I, I've only seen. I've only seen the scene once. I got to see it again. I did, you've seen it a few times, right? No, no, I've only seen it once myself too. And 
Yeah, I thought it was good. Some people were complaining about it, but I got no problem. It was good. Yeah, it was fight to the death. And they, yeah. they had them like, yeah, it was very They're not funny. all going to be Captain America fights. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a dirty half, like almost half bar fight, half like fight to the death kind of mm, The Hound thing. whips out some ninja moves. He's beating people down. It was, it was a good fight. I love it, though. I love how, how down he is. Like, at first, yeah. he's like, no, we ain't doing this. And all of a sudden, he gets caught standing outside. And he's just yeah. like, well, got no choice. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Goes in, has a few drinks, knows he's going to kill these guys. Yeah. It's a, I mean, that's the only thing. Maybe he knew that a fight was coming. So that's why it was like that. Yeah. So what do you think they're going to do with him? Let's get from, into predictions. From, from now on, okay, so let's see what's going to happen. Hmm. The Hound. Here, here's the thing. I think... I have no fucking clue. Um, here's <laughs> what I heard. I read okay. a uh, read an interview with him recently, or just a little part of an interview, and he said he has a fight scene coming up that doesn't end. He says he has a fight scene that just keeps going and going and going. Oh, but do you think he was referring to this one though, or? or, or no, no, no. He no? said he said coming up, coming huh. up. Interesting. And uh, I assume that's the one where he's going to be uh, that's gravely when he gets injured. injured. Yeah. In. But who is it going to be against? Hmm. And when is it going to happen? Well, they're, he- they're heading toward the Vale, which will take some time before they even yeah. get close. So there's a few episodes heading that way, maybe running into people. I mean, here's, here's one guess, is that Stoneheart will happen midway through the season. Huh. So that them capturing Brienne can happen at the end of the season. So poss- well, That's really fast that they capture Brienne at that point. Well, I mean, she's she's going to be off in a couple... I mean, Sansa's gone next week. Hmm. And then I believe it's two episodes later uh, by, via title. I'm going with titles here. Yeah. It looks like in episode four, Brienne will get Oathkeeper and be sent out. So, five... You think it's going to be a Brienne uh, Hound interaction? Because that's so that's so interesting. What if that didn't? Uh, no, no, no. I was uh, I didn't finish that thought. Um, what if the Hound and Arya run into uh, the Brotherhood? Yeah. But Sans Stoneheart. Yeah, without without Stoneheart, it could happen. Maybe like you have like some sort of fight. Yeah, and, the they, and that's like a big fight. Because I mean, Stoneheart is just such a big reveal. You'd think they would do it at the very end of the season to people be like, oh my god, the whole like summer. Yeah. Right. It, it, middle of a season would be. Well, I would think it would be too. But when when would you do the Brienne thing? Because Brienne, um, unless she's just walking around. For I don't think I'm just gonna season. get her get her captured this season. I think she's gonna fight some people, kill some people, and that's it. Like she'll just ride off with Pod. They won't have her captured yet. It's a while. It's a while. Hmm. So, uh, well, there's a lot. There's a lot, there's a lot packed into this this show. She might disappear for like five episodes. Like, yeah, this season's yeah. going to be all over the place. Because yeah. uh, let's get into predictions here. So, okay. uh, have you read all the titles of the? No, let's open it up here though. Let's see. Isn't there? Did I just open up? Where's the link? Uh, Game of Thrones season four. Title. But yeah, he's going to get some sort of fight where he gets injured. Yeah, but who is he fighting? Is the question. Do you think maybe he'll fight some Lannisters or something? Uh, I feel like it's going to be the Brotherhood because who else is going to be roaming around the Riverlands? Let's see. All right, this is not updated, but <laughs> um, oh, the Lion and the Rose—that's the next one. Okay, with my George. Yeah. But uh, there's. Uh, can I talk about Bran for a second? Sure. It's looking like via by the titles that Bran w- is going to get into his dance story by the end of the season. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Because uh, I think there's um the. Uh, Children of the Forest, I think, is a title. Like, yeah, so the nine, children so. is the title I see here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, wow, wow, what are they gonna do with him? Oh, he's gonna disappear for half for half a season. Shit, he may disappear for like two seasons. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Mm. Oathkeeper, yeah, interesting. 
So, uh, what else? Any other predictions? Any other thoughts? What's coming up? I don't know. I mean, you can go off the titles and make predictions, but I guess Mountain of the Viper is episode 8. That's interesting. Do you have a full list of titles? This, yeah, here, let me give you this link here. Yeah. This, like, I mean, the last few episodes of the season are going to be great, as long as they live up to the events that'll be there. I, I don't have any particular predictions. Like, if you have some, let's do it, or maybe we'll just look at some feedback questions, if you have any. I'm trying to find the episode titles. All right, let's go over it. Let's do it briefly. Sure, okay. Two Swords. Well, we already watched Two Swords. The yeah. Lion and the Rose. Yeah. The Wedding. Yeah. Marjorie and Joffrey. Breaker of Chains will be... They even have a little description here already. That's it's funny. Well, they do. Yeah. Tyrion ponders his options. Tywin extends an olive branch. Sam realizes Castle Black isn't safe. And Jon proposes a bold plan. Mm-hmm. The Hound teaches Arya the way things are. Danny chooses her champion. Okay, so it'll be Dario versus... Yeah, <laughs> the hero. Um, hey, what do you think is going to happen up north? I think. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Here's what I think. Um, <laughs> I think the wildling attack uh, south from south of the wall will happen mid season, hmm. and then Mance Raider attacking the wall will be the second half of the season. Yeah. So I think. Uh, would that fit in with everything? I believe so. Yeah, because the, the episode nine is Watchers in the Wall. That'll be like the big thing when Stannis shows up. All that stuff happens, but you need something before that. It'll be fights. John has a plan to maybe try to ambush them or something. Mm. So let's see. That's Breaker of Chains will be a big Daenerys thing. I'm assuming. Mm. Um, What's this? Tywin extends an olive branch. Oh, That's really interesting. Oh, but we also have. Uh, I mean, Tyrion will be arrested. Yeah. Right. Because he says he point? ponders his options. Right. Yeah. Okay. So he'll be arrested at that point. Then we have Oathkeeper. Which uh, I'm assuming Jamie sends off Brienne on a quest, right? Hmm. First of his name is episode is the next episode, and that'll be what Tommen. That's interesting. That'll be will that, will that be Tommen and Marjorie's wedding? <laughs> I don't know. Um, first of his name, that could also potentially be well, Stannis. Um, Stannis first of his name as well, but. Uh, Jon Snow getting the wall. Hmm. The episode before, he's got volunteers to do some sort of plan. Uh. Yeah. Uh, following that up, we get the laws of gods and men. I have no clue. That, that, I mean, that there's different reasons. It refers to different things, right? It refers to, you know, a guess right. It refers to... Mm. Uh, mm. There we go. Then uh, Mockingbird. I assume that's going to be the reappearance of Sansa yeah. in the Eyrie. Looks like it. Yeah, there's going to be a one-week break, apparently. For, for Memorial Day, so for the next eleven weeks, we'll be talking. Yeah, we'll about do a chapter reread that week, maybe. <laughs> uh, the third to last episode is the Mountain and the Viper. We'll get that. The Mountain and the Viper, the fight, the Watchers on the Wall is the next one. And you think that's when Stannis is going to arrive? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it fits the episode. I mean, not everything is in episode nine now, but it fits it well for Stannis arriving there. Okay. And then the children. I believe yeah. Bran will be arriving in the cave. I wonder if Laws of Gods of Men is Tyrion's trial. Like, it's part of that, right? His trial could be around that time. It's a bit well, late, though. I mean, the trial is going to be happening for be most of it. extended through right? the three episodes, yeah. Because, I mean, the Mountain and the Viper... Uh, yeah. hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah. So, there's some broad stroke predictions. Hmm. What's going to happen? Very cool. Uh, it's going to be a good season, I think. It looks, yeah, it looks I like think it's, it's going to be a real good one. Just, and just I think that, from the opening, you can tell. Yeah. How do you feel in uh, comparison to other premiere episodes, or, or the other three premiere episodes? How did this one 
I think it's right up there. I mean, the first one was good in terms of setting all the groundwork there, but I mean, and the first se- first episodes are often slow as you again have to reset everything. Yeah. So it was good. I think the next episode could really be a very exciting one. I hope. Uh, please, let's do some hidden cameras for Joffrey reactions. Yeah. I uh, I hope. Oh yeah, that's got. That, this is going to be great. I don't even. I, I want to do one with my group, but my group doesn't really react to anything. So. <laughs> I think it'd be kind of wasted wasted space on my camera, but uh, we'll see. You guys should do it, listeners. Let's do get some Joffrey reactions. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, yeah, nothing else for this episode, right? Good. We don't have any questions or anything? Probably not. Uh, no, there were no questions. Everything, people were just, our listeners just chatting on the Facebooks and the Twitters about how they felt about the episode. Good. Well, I, I just have one announcement at the end. Then. Yeah. Or- just want to say that our friend uh, Stephen Atwell, who's been on the podcast before from Race from the Iron Throne blog, he has completed his uh, an ebook on uh, Game of Thrones. He does, you know, he does his reviews of Game of Thrones, comparisons to history, that sort of thing. He's put on an ebook covering Game of Thrones now, which we'll put a link up in our store and with his website. So if you're or if you like his like reviews, he's got his ebook now. So awesome. Uh, then discussions are going hard in our forums now, right? For every episode. Oh yes, We've got about five pages. Yeah. Um, nice. And we'll be having some guests this season. That's our hope, right? Absolutely. We're bring some people in. Uh, do we want to mention any names, or we'll leave it as a surprise, maybe? I don't know any names. <laughs> Can we, do you want to tell me names? Well, we were talking about you know getting Fabio in, hopefully, right? Oh, absolutely. Fabio, Winter's Coming People, or Simone. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, I'd love to have Simone on. We should definitely figure that out. Yeah. I know she'd love to join us. Maybe next week. Yeah, I'd be up for that. Let's, right. let's get in contact with her, see what her schedule's like. All right, well, I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, for our episode review of episode... That was a lot of episodes, I just <laughs> said. Episode one of season four of Game of Thrones, titled Two Swords. Make sure you guys follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz. Keep up the conversation, and we'll be back again next week with our episode two review. Till then, have a good one. See you next time. So we're having a little special after show here with a special guest. Uh, it's good to be back on. Good. Uh, what's the news, Mimi? Well, the good news is I am finally going to meet you, Amin. Today I got an email from Comic-Con saying that my application for a press pass for Comic-Con 2014 was accepted. So you as well, right? Yeah, it's quite a coincidence. I just got one as well. So. <laughs> So, and Kyle, as we know, is already approved for a press pass since he had one last year. So that means the three of us are going to finally reunite in San Diego, uh, July 24th to the 27th. Combine the Manwoody powers, I guess. Yeah. I know, Ashley. Oh, Ashley. I can't believe she's going to have to miss out on this.
Especially because she's the cosplay nerd in the group. I feel like she would uh, really get a kick out of Comic-Con. But I've never been, and I'm really, really excited about it. I'm super psyched that we're going to be covering it for the podcast. And uh, we need a place to stay. (laughs) (laughs) We need the guest right. Yeah, so for those of you diehard listeners, if any of you guys are in San Diego or nearby, uh, if you are diehard House Manwoody Bannerman and would like to host myself and Amin, Kyle apparently has someone to stay with, uh, then please let us know. We would really, really appreciate it. The hotels for Comic-Con get booked up in like half a second. Yeah, and we can. I can provide references. I mean, I stayed with FT Ward last year, and everything was all good. Yes, and um, I could provide my parents as references. I stayed with them for about fifteen years, so I'm a pretty good guest. And uh, I would be really excited even just to meet listeners out there, even if y'all can't host us. If anyone is yeah. going to Comic Con or lives in the area, it would be awesome to do a meetup. Oh, I'm sure we could do a meet. Yeah, I'm sure we could do a meetup one of those days at a restaurant or something like that. Yeah, but we just need a place to sleep that yeah. isn't outside on a park bench. So yeah. let us know. Uh, hit us up on the forum. Shoot us an email, uh, Mimi at podcastdeviceandfire.com or Amin at podcastdeviceandfire.com or find us on Twitter or Facebook or something. If you would be able to put us up for a few nights, uh, that would be amazing. Are you going to, would you cosplay something, you think? I think, yeah, I definitely mm. want to cosplay. In fact, I was looking at going to Acon again for like the first time in a thousand years since I was a teenager. Mm. And I was thinking about cosplaying for that. Um, but that's coming up really soon in June. So if I had until July, I think I could probably work out something. Cool. Yeah, I'll do something as well. I think. Cause I, I'm, you think we're going to do something solid Ice and Fire themed? Well, if I do one for Ice and Fire Con, I can bring it over and use it again. So hopefully. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I got nothing. I don't look like anybody in Solid Ice and Fire, so... Uh, it could be. It doesn't. Doesn't matter. You can. I thought about a couple yeah. of ideas. I would really love to do female Commander Shepard from Mass Effect. Hmm. Uh, except I don't know how to make armor, and I don't know that I can figure it out in a couple of months. <laughs> or I would like to do Lilith from Borderlands. Um, so two video game characters I really, really like. But we'll see. And I want to see if Kyle wants to do something too. It would be really hmm. cool if we could do a coordinated cosplay. That would be cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I'll get this into the latest episode. Then awesome. All right, thanks, Amin. I'm so excited. Appreciate it. All right, right, bye. bye. Cool. That was fun. Nice. Yeah, we'll be we'll be better for the next episode too. I mean, there wasn't that much we could say about this one. It was a good episode. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. All right. Cool. I mean, it's the first episode. I know. Sorry, guys. We're getting off the rust. Yeah. <laughs> Shaking it off. That next episode, we'll have a lot to talk yeah. about. And we need some uh, we need some female energy in here. Yeah, we do. So we can pull in somebody because Nadia is available. Yeah, sure. Let's throw her in. Uh, let's get some quick she's reactions. She's the only one who's awake. Yeah, let's pull I'm just going to dial. Here we go. We haven't done this in a while. Yeah, this is a random call. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's ringing. Let's see. Oh, is Hodor still on? It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, just ringing away. This is somebody's nightmare if they... Oh, let's see. This is someone's night. No, if you get called by the podcast, you're not home. You're like, no, I lost my chance to be on the podcast. No. <laughs> Something else. Did she hang up? No, she texted us. <clears throat> she messaged us. Sorry, guys. Oh, sorry, guys. My mic isn't connected. Bye. Well, that was it, Nadia. That was your chance to be on the podcast. That, that was had, your chance. You missed it. You had this it. whole, like, you know, petition to have her on. And... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Boy, she's switching to something else. What does that mean? Uh, she's recasting her mic. <clears throat> I think everyone is sleeping right now. It's the problem. Good friend Elio was asleep. 
kind of want to just randomly call Christian. <laughs> what are we going to say? Oh, I mean... We'll be like, hey, what would you think of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> all, I mean, if you, if you want to, we can do it. We just don't have anything we, we could talk for like a minute. and see. But I mean, maybe it's better if he had some sort of warning ahead of time. I don't know. Message him, maybe? Yeah, I'm trying to think. <clears throat> what Message him first. See if he wants to pop in for a minute. Oh, Nadia says, could you call again? Oh, okay. Here Should I go. call? Okay, let's do sure. this. All right, how do I get this thing going? Uh, Nadia. <laughs> I need to get some water after this. I'm thirsty. What time is it in Belfast? Oh, yeah. It might be early. Although you, you say he games, right? He's playing games late. Games, he DJs. Hello. Hey. Hi. Nadia. How are you yes. Hello. <laughs> Hello, it's so good to talk to you both. Hey, so we're just doing, uh, we're just, Amin and I are just recording a episode review of the premiere episode of Game of Thrones Season 4, and uh, we just thought we'd uh, randomly call you and get some uh, knee-jerk reactions. What'd you think of the episode? Yeah, we actually we actually already did ours last night. Oh, well, that's I think Mina already released that episode. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, but I think I really enjoyed this one. I think I finally come to the point where I can, you know, separate the show and the book. So I'm, I'm really starting to enjoy it. So what would you give your lemon cake score then out of five? Uh, I think four. I, I like I like most of it. Just a few, yeah, just a few nitpicky stuff that you know that I can just ignore. Okay. What was your favorite part of the episode? Um, probably the opening. And and the last scene with the hound and Arya was just just amazing. Nice. What was your least favorite part? Least favorite part? Um, I don't know. Um, the Jamie and Brienne scene where they're watching Sansa. Oh really? It, it seemed clumsy. I don't know. Uh, most of the Jamie scenes were really good, and and Brienne's scene with uh, the Queen of Thorns was amazing. But otherwise, I really liked it. What nice. do you think of Dario? Dario was uh, a little less sleazy than he should be. I mean, last season's Dario was, um, I think, um, way more arrogant and, and sleazy, which I think is Dario. Um, so this one was a little, um, I don't know, a little more normal. Hmm. Yeah, a little more normal, but Dario, Dario isn't normal. Exactly, Dario isn't supposed to be normal. Exactly. Um, yeah, he's yeah, vengeance just... <laughs> Yeah, but I guess this is just his like first appearance, so maybe we should give him a little more time. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Very nice. I see. Actually, mm-hmm. that was a good point. I'd forgotten to mention that the vassals of Kingsgrave is doing their own reviews as well, and I think depending on time zones or something. Yeah, we are having a little competition. Um, the Americans are all dragons, and um, the rest of us, like from Europe and Asia, were the wolves. Hmm. And um, we won the race for the first episode. Um, we got it out first. Don't, don't, don't do you know it's good to get episodes out late, though? That, that's that's how you win this game. It's like no, that's <laughs> late to the party wins, obviously. Yeah. Fashionably late. Yeah, but we did it like right after we all watched the episodes. So it was like really fresh in our minds. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I like to do it right after, but ugh, that is the else. ideal time. Yeah, but it's like we can always never yeah. do that. Mm. <laughs> nice. What do you think of Oberyn? 
Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that I loved Oberyn and Ilaria. I I, I love uh, Indira Verma, so I just I loved her. And um, Oberyn is pretty cool too. I, I especially like they're doing the Dorn. Um, they all look sort of Mediterranean, Middle Eastern, and I think that sort of fits uh, with what George has shown in the books. So mm. I liked it. Well, thanks for joining us. It was great chatting with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Have a good one. Yeah, I'm kind of at work right now. <laughs> oh, no, you are. Oh, yeah, nice. We got her at work. Yeah, but it's okay. I can, I can, you know, skip work for you guys. It's okay. <laughs> no, we got to let you get back. We just wanted to pull you in and get some quick quick thoughts. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right, we'll have to check out for... Everybody will have to check out for the Vassals of Kingsgrave review as well. Yes, please do. Welcome back, everybody, to the longest-running podcast dedicated. Get that, but that, but do you like that? That was freestyle right there. I mean, 